everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. Um, this is the weekly weather for the week of uh, August 21st to August 28th. And the theme of this week is changes because Uranus stations to go retrograde. And we also have Mercury entering his retrograde shadow as well as changing signs. So we're going to start hearing from our ghosts. We're going to start hearing from our people in the past. And Mercury is going to change into Libra this week. So Virgo part the beginning, you know, figuring up all those details. And then at the middle of the week, he goes into uh, Libra, where he will ultimately retrograde back into Virgo. And then finally get out of his retrograde shadow. Uh, finally go direct uh, October 29th. He'll be into the new plan. So it's, it's an interesting week because we have a lot of energy of change. We're going back with the Uranus to May 7th and what was happening to you then. And then Uranus is going to go retrograde now until January. So it's a, it's a week of shifting alliances and at this point then everything will be retrograde. So I want to first off thank you for helping me uh, last week. The evil um, <laughs> The evil Instagram follower with my last name with three E's is gone. Yay, we got rid of him. However, these Instagram followers are like little flies and they kind of come back in. So now there's two Instagrams, Mars and Gemini, there's two now, um, with my name with a bunch of dashes under it. And so I would appreciate it because you guys did a great job last week if you could go in and report that Instagram person. Again, I'm making an assumption it's a male. I probably shouldn't do that, but go report them. Because they have on there, I will DM you for readings. And they are hitting up people. I just heard from three more this week saying, hey, you know, I got this email from you, which seemed a little weird on Instagram. I'm like, illegal guy, report them. I will never DM you for a reading. If you want a reading, you can book it on my website. I will never sell you a canned report. Nothing wrong with canned reports, but I don't sell them. And this person is a weenie, and their email was mighty one six mighties, I think, or mighty one six six at gmail.com. So if you could flood them with you're being a nasty impersonator, go away. Thanks, but I appreciate you getting rid of the Ann Ortley with three E's. That one seems to be uh, gone, and I thank you for your help in in uh, cleaning up the Instagram when Instagram clearly doesn't want to clean itself up. So um, forward we go into the week and what's going on. Um, we also this week have a lot of energy around changing how we think about things. Now one of the, one of the features of the world right now is we're in this evolutionary time. We had that pandemic energy with COVID and that Saturn-Pluto, whenever that happens, there's a war, which we have in Ukraine, but there also is a, a, a plague which we had with COVID, and it resets things. It makes us think about things in a different way. So right now, we're having that. We're coming up with our, you know, we have that two years to kind of sit and think about our lives and look at them. And we call it the great resignation. We have all these phrases for it. But really what we're doing is we're thinking about our lives and the structures we want to build over the next 20 years. So it's important this week because there's going to be a lot of clarity. And one of the things that happens, we're humans, we're creatures of habit. Habits kind of go in and they're earthy. You know, Virgos, Tauruses, Capricorns, if you think of your those friends, 
or those planets in your life, those are the planets that like things to stay the same. So this week with Uranus stationing to go retrograde, he's saying, it's not staying the same, everything's changing. So we have to give ourselves opportunity to change. And also what happens with earth planets when you dig a little hole in the ground, they get in a rut and they have to get out of the rut to be able to change. So this week, a lot of opportunity for you to see where you're in a rut a lot of opportunity for you to say, hey, I'm going to change things. You know, I'm really tired of this, whatever it is. I don't want to do it anymore. I want to change it. Mars went into Gemini. What do you want to change it to? And you're going to have some options. He went into Gemini this week. So options are maybe I could do this, maybe I could do that. Try both, initiate both, and see which ones match for you. And remember, changing is hard. When we dig a trench in the ground, it stays there. I remember I was at uh, working at Pepsi in one of my last corporate jobs, and I was sitting next to Anthony, and he bought this house. And it had a rain problem. When it rained, the rain all came down the hill and went into his house. So he was out digging this ditch to catch the rain and run it from across down around the house so it didn't come in the house. I'm, I'm like, you're digging a ditch. He's like, I'm moving the rain. I'm like, all right. What I want you to do this week is think about what ditches in your life you want to fill in or what ditches in your life you want to dig to reroute the water, the channel of your life. And we're going to see stories about that in the news because Uranus and Earth stationing always is earthquakes, uh, it's eruptions, it's things that we go, wow. I didn't know that was going to happen, but it's a change. And so we have that this week. So that's kind of the big overarching themes of the week. So let's get into it and look at what's actually happening on, in, our, in our world. And remember, the beauty of astrology is we have this, let me get my little pointer here, um, as above, so below business. So as above, we see things. There we go. As above we see things and they reflect down here and that's how we know as without so within so it's really important because the way we learn is stimulus people coming to us we learn through our relationships Saturn is exalted in Libra because relationships are hard <laughs> but they also teach us and they also bring us the karma of our life you have learned through every relationship you've been in, good, bad, or indifferent, you know, that story, that, in, that energy. So I read a beautiful obituary that uh, one, one of my people wrote about his mom, and he listed all her cats, and then he listed Slate or Slade, the cat that she couldn't get to love him, and how many lessons she learned from that cat. So I think you know, the ones that don't love us we learn from, but the ones that do love us we learn from, and the ones that we just have a regular little exchange with teach us. And so this week you're going to watch the exchanges. This is a week when the ghosts start to call. People from your past connect, reach out and say, hey, you know, I was thinking about this and I looked it up and I was thinking about you and I decided I wanted to connect in. And that's an important thing to do here too because you are... Um, being asked over this next chapter to review your life and look at the choices. Look at how you got to where you are now. 
and how do you want to change it? And some stuff you may say, you know, I'm really happy with it. I don't want to change it. I'm completely content. But watch for the ghosts to return. So in my case, you know, I've been on vacation this month, so I'm a little erratic on answering emails, so I apologize if you've written an email and you haven't heard from me. But I'm trying to do a, a media, social media and electronic, you know, whatever that is, where you detach, right? Um, so I was, I, you know, I heard from a friend of mine who I hadn't heard from in a long, long time. And I've been inviting myself over to friends' houses with pools, right? <laughs> Can I come to your pool? I want to have a visit with you, too. Um, and so, anyway, I'm meeting with a friend who I was in a share house with back in the 80s. Uh, 81, 82, 83, 84, 85, 86. Those seven years. And I haven't seen her in a really long time. I mean, I saw her probably about four years ago when I was still renting a share on Fire, you know, renting a house on Fire Island and she was out. So we're going to get together. And she goes, well, I have lots to tell you. And I'm like, cool. But also, Mercury entered his shadow. So watch for those old friends, too. The ones that you, you know, you think about from time to time fondly, because we, we spent seven summers together, um, and that you learned from, because they were part of your life experience. So watch for that, those invitations this week, too. All right, off we go. Okay, first up, I'm going to put on the glasses, because need the glasses lately. Um, all right, so first up, we have Mars entering Gemini. Now, that happened on Saturday, and of course, that's going to be in Gemini until March 25th. So Mars in Gemini is a very, very active Mars. The nice part about this Mars in Gemini is he has lovely Mercuries for most of his journey. He has Mercury in Virgo, and then he will soon have Mercury in Libra, and he's going to have a retrograde. Mercury's going to retrograde. Mars is going to retrograde, which is a little bit like a double negative. So when we get when we get to that part, we'll talk about it. But Mars and Gemini also asks you to do everything twice. Part one, part two. Just just plan on doing everything twice. Here's the first trial. Okay, it didn't quite work. Let me do a second one. If you do that until March 25th, you'll have a much easier time. No cursing the heavens. It's Mars and Gemini. He wants you to do it twice. He wants you to do a first issue, get feedback, do a second issue. He wants you to have two plans, two offers, two ideas. And he isn't going to tell you which one is right. Now, if we think of the Gemini time in the growing season, this is when we get asked, well, what do you want to plant? How many tomatoes? How many zucchinis? How many eggplant? Now, last year you had tons and tons of zucchini, and you were eating zucchini till it came out of your ears. Do you want to do that again this year? Last year you really loved those little cherry tomatoes, maybe a couple more plants of those. So Mars and Gemini is always about our choices and finding patterns. And because he's going to spend August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, eight months, rolling through Gemini. You're all going to get intimately connected to Gemini. If you have Gemini planets, you're going to go whoop, whoop, whoop as Mars goes across those planets three times. It's a little bit like the Goldilocks transit. Uh, that one's okay. It's a little cold. That one's too hot. That one's just right. So just trust the process when we have this long retrograde with Mars in a relatively um, that's the right word for it, a relatively uh, sign that talks trash you know we can we know the argument and the rhetoric is going to go up uh that's just going to be part of it but we're also going to be looking at 
you know, the founding fathers picked Mars and Gemini. So, you know, power of speech, freedom of speech, Mars and Gemini, but also consequences for speech. And they put Mars and Gemini in our seventh house where people talk trash about us. And, you know, now we're talking trash about ourselves. You know, we're saying mean things about the FBI. We're saying, we're saying mean things about the IRS. They're going to come in with attack weapons. I, you know, this is Mars and Gemini. So the other part of it, it is it is rhetoric, but it does inflame people. And so if you find yourself running a little cranky, that is exactly Mars and Gemini's energy. And uh, it also is like, I'm in the mood to argue. Or, you know, you say yes, I say no. You say green, I say blue. Oh, you said blue, now I'm going to say green. It, it's a, it's, it makes you a little crazy, but it also helps you understand what goes on in Gemini's minds when Mars is in Gemini. And then you feel like, wow, you guys really process a lot because we're going to be getting a lot of information and we're going to have to sift through it. Look for the patterns, look for how we understand it. So as we're working with this Mars and Gemini for eight months, that's a long time, we get really clear. Next up, Venus enters, Vesta enters Aquarius. Now she's going to enter Aquarius and then she's going to go retrograde and then she's going to go back into Pisces. So Vesta in Aquarius is, in this case, a lot about what is the things you want to do to clean up your home, your hearth, your body, your car. Because Vesta rules where we live. So we literally live in our body. So it's a great time to do health programs. Your house, what are you throwing away? Do you need it? What do you want to buy? What do you need to get? Do you actually want that? And so looking at that and figuring out what your environment needs to be like for you to move forward is super important. And that's the energy of this uh, uh, Vesta in backing up into Aquarius saying, okay, so what's the staging that we're going to use? Next up, the sun enters Virgo. Now, we are in the summer season when he enters the mutable sign of Virgo on August 22nd. He says, okay, 30 days of organizing and fixing things. And I love Virgo. It's, I am a Virgo, right? Happy birthday to me in a couple of weeks. But what Virgo also is good at is when it has a plan, it's really good at executing it. And if you'll notice, the sun is opposite Vesta. So he's really, you know, she's really, the sun is really interested in creating an environment that helps it work. And it did have a little bit of a, um, a little bit of a tough time, you know, over the last week or so when it formed that finger of God with Pluto and Neptune when it was in Leo, and it helped us see, what we talked about last week, it helped us see things in a way we perhaps hadn't seen them before. And one of the things fingers of God do is they point out stuff. They have this, do you see that? And they kind of point at it. And when that happens, it, it's always important to look. It's a faded event, a faded moment, a faded way of seeing things. So now as the sun goes into Virgo, it's going to try and fix stuff. Virgo, of course, is the sign of the harvest, so they tend to be busy, busy. Most Virgos do a lot of different things in the course of their day. And they also have uh, very good analytical skills, very good organizing skills. You can see the, solar, the, the chart for when the sun enters Virgo is at night, 11.16 p.m. on Monday. And the sun rules the fifth house of creativity and is down in the fifth house. So that makes for a lot of creative energy in the chart. We also have a very nice grand trine in Earth with Mercury trining Pluto, approaching the trine, just had it, you know, just had the trine, and um, the tri uh, in Uranus and the ascendant. 
which of course is going to change by location. But at Grand Trine and Earth is a lot about what is it I want to manifest. And what is it? What is the ditch I want to dig? Or what is the hole I want to fill in so that I'm not keep, I don't keep tripping in that damn hole? Changing the physical structure of your world, your reality. So this is a 30-day cycle. It marks the mutable period of the summer where we start getting those beautiful Indian summer days where it's hot and then it's cool and then it's hot and then it's cool. Great day for tomato ripe, great month for tomato ripening. Um, and it, it's about the harvest. It's about being busy and figuring it out. But this, this particular one invites us to um, invites us to do work in a creative area. We can see in this chart that the, the Ceres and the um, Venus are joined at 13. So that's kind of saying, you know, over the last bit we've been saying, well, what's your heart want? What's your heart want? So now Venus is hanging out with Ceres, the mother energy, the nurturing, growing energy, and saying, okay, this is what my heart wants. And the moon is out of bounds in, in Cancer. Um, and it's also next to Black Moon Lilith, which is, I don't want you telling me what to do. Do not tell me what to do. It is only going to irritate me. So we're going to watch for that Moon in Cancer energy to pop up during the, the 30 days that we have the Sun in Virgo. Out of bounds, expansive, which is great, but also not wanting to be told what to do. And also we have that Mars in Gemini, which is say one thing, do another. Make a commitment, realize you have a problem. A lot of reversals, revisions, revisings. And of course, Mercury enters his shadow on Sunday. So we are in Mercury's retrograde shadow when the sun goes into Virgo. Which is always important because that sets the tone. Uh, and while, you know, that sets the tone for the, the sun in Virgo. That Mercury is going to talk to Virgo, come up with some stuff to do, and then going to come back a little later and go, you know, on second thought, I think maybe what we want to, you know, on third thought, uh, oh, I'm on fourth thought, and, and don't, don't, don't be annoyed by this. Go. Each revision helps you get there, and sometimes, you know, there's a famous story about Sleepless in Seattle, the movie, that it was written, and then they modified, and then they modified, and then they modified, and then they modified, and then they came back and they finally produced the same script. That's what you're doing now. You're still the script of your life. You're still the author of your life. What's the next chapter you're writing? What does that look like? And more importantly, why? Next up is the Uranus stationing retrograde. Now that happens on Wednesday, and Uranus is at 18. You can see his little S here stopped, and he says, I'm stopped. I'm not going any further. I'm now going to go backwards, and I'm going to go backwards. Um, let me just check my notes. This is the part where I'm having a lot of Neptune, so I have to check my notes. Um, Uranus goes uh, retrograde until January 23rd when he goes direct. And he'll go direct at 1456. Now, he passed 1456 May 7th. So the stuff you've been working on from May 7th to now stops and goes backwards. And you'll notice that every planet now, all the outer planets, are retrograde. Pluto, Saturn, Vesta, Juno, Neptune, Jupiter, Chiron, Eris, and Uranus just went retrograde. So all the planets, and that phenomenon happens when the sun is opposite them. You can see the sun's going over here into Virgo. Um, and so we, we find when we have the retrograde planets, it's an opportunity for us to revise and revisit. It also has Venus on a world point, this retrograde, in Leo. 
uh, next to series saying, okay, like, what are you creating? So in my case, I'm going to be at a conference in Colorado, uh, ESAR conference, so I'm really looking forward because this is basically when I get there, or actually when I leave for the air, well, I'm actually in the airplane when this is happening. But it also is a, um, it's kind of a new beginning energy. It's a forward motion. It's a what's it look like. And Mercury, of course, is nicely positioned at 28 um, Virgo, past the trine to Pluto, but also thinking deeply. Uh, so it's an interesting energy, and with Uranus backwards, we know that the issues, the things you began from May 7th to now kind of pause, and we go back and revisit how we're going to do them. Uh, and then, a little bit later, on the 25th of August, Mercury is going to enter Libra. So Mercury entering Libra, of course, is part of it is the retrograde shadow. Um, that it, you know, it's in its retrograde shadow. So again, but Mercury is on a world point when it enters Libra. So expect really big news on the Thursday, the third, the twenty-third, twenty-fifth, Thursday, the twenty-fifth. Expect really big news. A lot of forward motion energy. A lot of new ideas. A lot of expansions. Got a nice little creative moon in Leo next to Venus. So watch for the ideas that come in then and that you go, oh, that that's a great idea. Now Mercury is going to station opposite the Jupiter um, when he stations in a few weeks. So this is also a lot about the stuff that you started working on in the spring, in May time frame, coming to fruition or coming to, oh, I see how I'm going to do that. I understand what that change needs to be. Needs to be. So this Mercury entering Libra, where he will be, uh, you know, he's got the retrograde, so he doesn't finish um, Libra until October 29th, when he gets out of uh, the retrograde and leaves, leaves Libra behind. Right before the election, yeah, going to be an interesting campaign season. Then we have a new moon next Saturday. The new moon is in Virgo. Uh, the new moon is at four degrees of Virgo, so find four degrees in your chart. Where is it? And that happens on Saturday, uh, and it's a Leo rising chart for the East Coast. But importantly, that Sun-Moon conjunction happens now with all the planets retrograde, but it also happens with Mars and Gemini squaring the Sun and the Moon. So we officially launched, I mean, Mars has been in Gemini for about two weeks at this point, but we really officially launch the energy of the Mars in Gemini. So you want to watch on Saturday for what comes in and says, this is where I want to go because we have a lovely um, trine from Mercury to Mars, which is a cooperative working aspect. But we also have Mars squaring the sun. Uh, and that new moon is very action-packed. So we're gonna watch that August 27th period to be action-packed, forward motion, full steam ahead, 90 miles an hour, and giving you uh, forward motion. So I am gonna do, I'm gonna be out in Colorado. I am gonna do the webinar uh, the New Moon webinar while I am out there, I believe. Um, so watch for the news of that uh, from the newsletter if you're subscribed or on Facebook. All right, so let's talk about the timing of the aspects and when they're going to happen and the role of them. So we're going to have um, the Sun go from 28 Libra to 5 Virgo during the course of the week. It does enter Virgo, as we mentioned, on the 22nd, and it doesn't have a lot of hard aspects except for that little square to Mars on the 27th, uh, and that Mars squares that Sun on the 27th in the morning, right? So we're going we're gonna to feel it, we're going to know it, we're going to go, oh yeah, I, I've got this. 
uh, actually the sun square is Mars. Um, then we're going to have Mercury running from 24 Virgo through 2 Libra. Mercury this week enters Libra on the 25th, but he has a lot of aspects. He has a trine to Pluto. So today, the 21st, he goes past his opposition to Neptune, and he sees things he hadn't seen before, which is always important. And then he trines Pluto and he goes, oh, now that that's been revealed, now I know what I want to do about it. Mercury trine Pluto is a really powerful aspect, especially when the two of them are at the last degrees as they are right now. So Mercury, think of Mercury and Virgo trining Pluto and Capricorn. He's the messenger of the gods. He's the only one that can visit Pluto in the underworld. So he's going to be revealing some secrets. And of course we have secrets in the news with the, um, the raid at Mar-a-Lago, the search and seizure at Mar-a-Lago. Um, or raid, depending on which side of the political spectrum we're on. I'm going to honor both sides. I think it was a search and seizure. You know, they ask you a bunch of times to give back secret documents. If it was you or me, we'd be in jail already. So, you know, different rules for different people. We have to look at that a bit. Um, and so as, as, as this energy happens, we're going to be working with Mercury, talking about things, bringing things to light, helping things be seen. So that trine to Pluto is a very powerful trine. And I think we're going to hear about people talking. Uh, about things that went on in the underworld. And we're going to have things come up for us that have been going on in the underworld. So this is an opportunity when you catch the partner having the affair. If you're having the affair, when you get caught, this is when Pluto things get revealed. The secrets, the triangles, the stuff. And, you know, an understanding with Mercury trying Pluto that there's an energy of wanting stuff to be told. And Mercury knows where stuff is. And he is in Virgo, so he's very precise. He'll go, it's over on the left, third shelf down, look to the corner right next to the red book. And he'll go, oh. And you go over there. And you're like, wow, thanks, Mercury. Um, that energy, very strong this week, as he has that trine to Pluto. He also has um, an as a hard aspect to the nodes of fate on the 27th, which is a little emotional upset. And he also is arguing with Eris, the goddess of discord, because he's forming a quick-moving finger of God this week that he had with Eris. Um, and so he's, you know, with, with him and Eris and Vesta, this is like an annoyance energy, you know, like I'm just really annoyed with that. And again, watch your annoyances, because Mars in Gemini is somebody says something to you, they, and you're kind of like, did they really say that? And you're like, uh-huh, they said it. And they go, did they really mean it? And you go, uh-huh, they meant it. And, and it's hard sometimes because we don't really believe what people say when they say it to us. But this is a really important time to listen to what they're saying to you because they're actually telling you their truth. And with Mercury opposite Neptune, they might slip up and tell you something really important. And you go, wow, wow, that was, that was big. And, you know, to the best of your ability, keep a, keep a straight face and, and go, really? Tell me more. And when you find yourself hearing something this week and going, really? Tell me more. That's the energy. So it gets to two Libra at the end of the week. Venus this week is at 11 Leo. And our girlfriend gets to 20, 20 Leo this week. She does have a bunch of energy. Um, she hits the notes of fate on the, on, uh, the 24th. Uh, and 25th, so she's making choices about where she wants to go. She's going to be squaring them, so it's choice to the north node, choice to the south node, 
She also has a square to Uranus, triggering again that August 1st, August 2nd, August 3rd energy, which we've seen a lot of. Um, and I did mention Anne Hesch last week. She is a Sun Gemini too, but I didn't cover her chart because, you know, she passed. And um, But Salmond is up and talking. And, of course, we had the raid on Mar-a-Lago. And if you have a very strong Uranus aspect in your chart, you're having Uranian things. I've got those little fakers over there on Instagram. I'm a Uranus, and I'm going to you guys. Help me, help me. And you guys did. Yay. So we're going to watch. I'm going to check my uh, check the Instagram and see if that person that was impersonating me gets taken down. So with Venus squared, because he's charging people money and not deliver. Again, I'm assuming I'm being sexist here. Maybe it's a woman. He's charging people money and taking the money and not delivering services. So Venus squares the nodes, brings to light some money stuff, some money issues, has an aha, brings to light relationship stuff. And a lot of times Venus square Uranus is like, ooh, I think you're cute. So there's a lot of energy about this. I have one of my, one of my favorite people in astrology, Kat. Um, we were going to a conference, an astrology conference in New Orleans, and I said, you are having some really, you are like a ripe peach ready to be plucked. And I said, you're having some really great aspects for meeting somebody. I said, you know, but we're going to an astrology conference. So, like, when you meet them, you know, come and talk to me. Because some of them I'm going to warn you about, right? Which I shouldn't really tell the rest of you. But I am. There's that Mercury-Neptune. I'm revealing a secret. Well, it was an engineering conference at the same time at the same hotel. And she met her husband, which, which is also Uranian. So Venus-Uranus is also sudden, unexpected relationships. So we're going to watch for that. And it is squaring the nodes of fate, offering us a choice. So, uh, and here we are having an astrology conference with a Venus-Uranus aspect. Sudden, unexpected uh, relationships coming in. And meeting people. Um, we also have uh, Venus in quintiles, which means she gets a lot accomplished. She's in the flow. She's happy. She's creative. She's in the mood for love. She loves love. She's like a happy girl. And she's just singing and having a grand old time. Um, and at the end of the week on the 28th, Venus is opposite Saturn. So she's moving in and forming, uh, aspecting that T-square that we lived with all last year. Remember? February, February, July, June, rather, in December, where Uranus and Saturn were upsetting things. Well, now Venus is aspecting that and going, you see what? We changed everything last year. Aren't you ready now for a little love? Aren't you ready now for a little creativity? What is it you truly value? What makes your heart sing? So Venus will be talking to you this week about that. And you're going to say, that makes my heart sing. That doesn't make my heart sing. And listen for the heart singing song. Mars this week is quiescent. He's kind of quiet. Aside from a little zinger on uh, the 21st, he goes from um, 11, uh, from 0 Gemini to 4 Gemini. Um, so he's not really doing a whole lot. He, he's in, getting used to being in Gemini. Um, Chiron is, Jupiter's not doing much. He's basically at 7, seven degrees of Aries. Uranus is at 18. Of course, he is stationing uh, on the uh, 24th. And we do feel that the five days before and the five days after. So through the 29th, and of course, we're in that, we're in that feeling now. Uh, Neptune is hanging out at 24 Pisces. Not doing much, but he is challenging Athena. He's challenging some existing plans and saying, are you sure you want to do it? And if you don't, that's okay. Shift it out. And this is the time when people are making decisions. A lot of people are quitting. A lot of people are going, you know, my niece is going off to college. Um, 
yeah, there's a lot going on, you know, and uh, shout out to shout out to Jennifer sending her firstborn off to school. Um, and what else? Uh, that's it. That's the energy of the week. Let's look at the, the moons. Oh, and Ceres also is squaring the nodes of fate, the creative energy, and that happens on the 28th of the month, uh, next week. All right, so here is my moon calendar for Leo. All right, so our moons this week, uh, we are right now in a Cancer, we're in a, a Gemini moon. It goes void this evening at 6.06 p.m. with a sextile to the sun, and then it goes into Cancer at 8.29 on the 21st. It will be in Cancer the 21st, the 22nd, the 23rd, going void at 5.40 in the morning with a sextile to Mercury, so that's a positive communication changing energy. Moon is void from 5.40 in the morning until 9.09 a.m. when it goes into Leo, and it's in Leo the 24th, the 25th, the 26th, going void at 2.55 a.m. with this opposition to Saturn. Then the moon is void all day Friday. Uh, 2.55 to 8.25, it goes into 8.25 p.m., it goes into Virgo. So it's in Virgo the 26th, the 27th for the new moon, Saturday and Sunday, going void at 11.08 p.m. Uh, Sunday night. So the energy is moon in Virgo, and the moon goes void with a trine to Pluto, forming a lovely grand trine in Earth. The moon is, uh, in, is void and then goes until 5.45 a.m. It goes into Libra on the 29th. So this week, uh, the, the moons are not particularly stressful. It's a little stressed on the new moon on Saturday, and it's more stressed in a busy, busy way. Because what's going to happen is the sun and the Mars are both going to, the sun and the moon are both going to square Mars, and Venus is going to square Uranus, and there's a new moon. So Saturday has an awakening energy where you really see it, but it isn't necessarily um, a harsh energy. So there's no really big DB days this week. And we, we've had a lot of them, so I'm, I'm glad to have a, a pause from the DB days. And the 28th is also busy, but not particularly stressed. So hopefully that gives you... And then the closing aspects for the moon... Uh, do, 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 the moon in... Cancer's closing aspect is a sextile to Mercury. You know, we've been having all those Pluto squares, not, not a square today. And then the closing aspect for the Leo moon is an opposition to Saturn. So that one's a little bit separating, but that's like you're ready. You know, my niece is going off to college, right? Um, and then we have all the new beginnings starting with the Virgo moon with lovely closing aspects. So again, uh, a little sadness in the middle there, but it's, you know, it's a moon, moon Saturn. You know, your job is being, in the case of my cousin, it's not finished because she has two babies, but um, the one child is flying the nest, you know, so big changes. Uh, off we go. Now, my assistant Rose is a playwright in addition to working with me, and she and I did this fundraiser for her theater company where we had the lovely Laura Rocklin play the role of Jane Austen, and I read Jane Austen's chart which was really fun. I mean, I don't, I've never read a Jane Austen book, and I'm working with my assistant, who, of course, writes plays about Jane Austen and just spent the month of July working as a docent in the Jane Austen uh, Museum and being able to get into Jane's letters and see Jane's house and all that stuff. So that was kind of cool. Um, 
but we did this really cool thing where I read Laura's chart and it's a fundraiser for Rose's Theatre Company. It's available on my website. Um, also the Mind Body Cruise, uh, January 22nd through the 28th. Um, it, it we'll be learning all sorts of things on the cruise and we'll be doing astrology with Sam Reynolds and Patricia Bell and Cassandra Joan Butler. So it should be a lot of fun. Plus we drink together, we eat together, we sing together, we go on excursions together. All fun. Uh, if you're interested, sign up with Hildy uh, to be part of the group. Information on the bottom there. Uh, again, cup full of stars. Um, the end of the month, we bill. So um, you get billed for the month of August on, uh, I guess, the 1st of September. Um, but I do a daily podcast where you get a little five to six, ten minutes, it's been running ten minutes lately, about what the energy of the day is and a list of the aspects. And people seem to really like it. Um, so good morning, good morning to all of you listeners. Again, Isar, I'm out there speaking on Pluto Saturday morning at 9, I believe it is, and then I'm doing a horary workshop on Monday, which is great fun, and it's going to be fun because it's the Mercury energy is really super strong. And Mercury, what we do with horary is we cast a question, we cast a chart for the question, and we answer it. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, and then we're going to be at Omega uh, September 8th, 16th to 18th, which is fun. I'm going to be there with Kay Taylor, who I have a bullseye in her head there, one more event. And Maurice Fernandez and Ariel Gutman of Venus Starpoint and Maglia Morales. We're going to have a ceremony under the stars, and we're going to have a lot of really fun astrology, really good food, a lot of laughter, and a good time. And then I have the, for those of you who can't attend ESAR, I did do a Pluto return of the United States, which is a 90-minute webinar available on my website. We're in this Pluto return for another two years, people. Um, you know what that means. We're going to be working this energy. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And then last but not least, what are the new dreams you're bringing in with the conjunction that started on April 12th? And we're going to talk, we can talk about that and look at your dreams and your direction. So those are kind of the things that are going on in the world, um, and hopefully that was helpful to you in terms of understanding what the week ahead is going to be like. And it's a busy week. Change, change, change. Mercury entering his shadow, your ghost's coming back, and a lot of energy around, okay, now what? Now what? Where am I going with this next chapter? What am I supposed to do? Why am I here? All those universal questions that astrology helps us answer. But this week, you're going to get some really big revelations. Um, and of course, I'm going to a conference, so I'm meeting up with my clan in Colorado, which I'm looking very much forward to, because um, this is really, I mean, we have the OPA conference in Tucson, which is, which, which is lovely, but this one's like 400 people or so, maybe five, I don't even know how many, but a lot of people. And, you know, everywhere you look, there's people in the elevator going, well, you know, my moon's on my Pluto, and, you know, and you're like, I'm hearing astrology. Um, and so if you're in ESAR, make sure to come over and see me and say hi. I'll be working at the OPA table uh, a couple of times, and I'll be, um, I'll be there. So have a wonderful, wonderful um, week, and off we go. It is a brand new life. The beginning of the rest of your life starts today. Bye. This conference is now